Yesterday in our gospel reading, we heard about Jesus healing the lepers. And yesterday I was also preaching about how leprosy is not just this exterior disease that hinders us from being in relationship. But leprosy can also be this internal disposition in our own lives in which we say that I am not able to be loved. I am not lovable because I am not perfect. I am not lovable because God, if God knew all these things in my life, the things that I was doing, the things that I was hiding in my life, he wouldn't, he wouldn't allow me to be loved. He wouldn't love me for who I am. And today we're reminded again that we are lovable. But to be loved, we hear from John the Baptist, the last line of our gospel reading, I must decrease so that he can increase. For ourselves to be loved by God, we have to decrease in our egotism and to let our guard down and to allow him to truly enter. The reasons why castles were built so high was because it created a fortification in which no, nothing can enter into the fort. And what was in the fort was protected and left untouched. In our own very lives, in the leprosy that we carry in our hearts and in our spiritual lives, we can begin to build these forts so tight, not like just castles, but Fort Knox or the White House. It's so heavenly guarded with so many securities, so many booby traps, and with people at a distance that God is not even allowed to enter into and to cleanse and to purify us. But yet what we hear in our first reading today is God wants to enter into our hearts, wants to enter into those parts of our lives that are unclean, to purify them, to bring us joy. Because when we allow God to enter, there's a conversion and a change. We then become radiant in joy. We then become Christ bearers in which we celebrate today in our Christmas season. And in the epiphany, the week of epiphany this week, we're reminded of the power, the strength of God, the epiphany, the awe moment of how he can change our lives. We, each and every one of us, have had these awe moments in our lives in which we know and have recognized God in our lives. And what keeps coming back to me as I keep reflecting on the epiphany is one of the stories of one of our confirmation students where the first time they went to adoration, they heard God call them by name. That first experience, that first touch, that first awe moment of the reality of God hits and touches the heart. But the challenge and the question is weeks and weeks later that becomes just 
nothing. It becomes something that we don't realize and remember, God just showed me that he loved me. He knows me by name. He's calling me. Because we fill in our lives with our leprosy. We don't want to hear that anymore. Because when we answer that call, we answer that love, we allow him to enter in. It's like bringing a mirror to our faces and seeing all the brokenness, the frailty, the hurt, the hatred that we have. And in doing so, we're called to change, to do something about it, to react to it. And that's why we hear the two disciples quarreling today, because they, they hear these two contradictory and opposing ideas. But what does John remind them? Christ can do all. Christ can change all. I'm not Christ. John the Baptist is not Christ. And that could apply to us in our own lives. I'm not Christ. I'm not perfect. But what I do know I need is Christ to be a part of my life, to be a part of my journey, so that I can then become the Christ-bearer, the one who brings Christ to the masses, the one who radiates the light of joy, the light of Christ to darkness, the one who goes out into the world telling and proclaiming the good news, the joy that God has done in my life, the moments in which he's called us by name has touched our hearts, has changed our hearts, and to use that as the story of the gospel message. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we finish out our weeks of epiphany and our Christmas season, let us look back at our own lives and see where God has called us where we've had our own experience, our personal encounter with God, and how are we gonna change and let our, our fort, our White House, our Fort Knox, become a place of God's dwelling and not a place in which we keep God at a distance and keeps him from giving us his joy, his love, his excitement that we're each called meant to have and are meant to receive from God himself.